Hey guys, my name is David. Let's talk about anime. Okay, so I've watched episodes 7 through 10 of Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and let me just say, I. So here's the thing when I watched the opening for Cyberpunk, and one of my friends told me he actually refrains from watching anime openings due to the fact that they spoil a lot. And I believe I said this in a previous episode in regards to this anime, that the opening really does tell the story of the series. That last shot of the opening sequence alone paints a very vivid picture of where David's fate was going to end up in the series. I knew it. I feel like anybody who watched the series as it aired, like when it first came out, knew it. I feel like it was pretty self-explanatory from episode one that David was going to get a little in over his head and unfortunately reap the repercussions of going kind of crazy with his mechanics. But what I like about the series format, the 10 episode format, the storytelling of the actual series, I feel like it painted a picture so well that even though the storyline was predictable, it wasn't bad. The story has great storytelling. It it has great characters that somehow I feel like I knew so much of, even though we really only had 10 episodes with these characters. And there's so many series out today that have 10 times the amount of this anime who can't even give us a proper story arc for even one of their main side characters. So the fact that Cyberpunk Edge Runners was able to make me care for this group of outcasts, this group of of like of found family just trying to like be there for each other or you know supposedly um but um you know just kind of making their way in this very shitty corrupt city who clearly like gave up on them but they didn't give up on each other so let's just instead of me being all sentimental about this let me just jump straight into episode seven um it's we're we're jumping right after Tanaka's botched kidnapping. You know, Maine, unfortunately, Maine is dead. Dorio also dead. Um, that's that's cyberpsychosis. That episode, you know, it really, really broke my heart because Maine really was a father figure for David. David, who just recently lost his mother, who received really no kind of like sympathy from. The fucking hospital who failed to bring her back to life because she didn't have money to pay for it to the cremation services or whatever who like charged him basically an arm and a leg just cremate his mother to the fun t- fucking renting office that kind of locked him out of his house because once again he didn't have the money to pay the rent because he's just a student it's just crazy because the shit like we know this shit happens in real life and to like 
I don't necessarily use anime as an escape because a lot of the animes I watch kind of still delve with like real life issues. It's just, you know, put in a more fantastical environment and it's animated. So it's like I'm still living within the realm of my reality. But since it's 2D, I can pretend the worries of my own financial situations don't exist while being able to watch a very well put series centered on somebody who isn't me because my reality is if I ain't got no money I can't eat and I won't have a home but the reality in the anime is that nothing happens to me if David doesn't have like units or credits or whatever their currency is in that show (laughs) what was I talking about oh my god so anyway let's let's go back into what the fuck I was talking about but main is David's father figure. He spoke to him about Lucy. He 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 kind of was one of the first few people who told him like, "Listen, all this metal, it ain't that healthy. I only do this because I I have the power to do so and whatever." He warned David against the overuse of relying on the cyber parts of, you know, your body. And the fact that he died, it I David already wasn't handling his own mother's death well. He doesn't know how to like take on grief. So David ended up turning to getting stronger. He had to he ended up becoming the new leader of the Edge Runner group. And unfortunately in episode seven, it also unveiled that after that mission, Lucy kind of stopped contributing. She 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 just gave up. She it, not even like she gave up. She Lucy always had her own objective within the group. She was a part of Maine's group, but she always kind of like was the outlier. Even Kiwi, like Kiwi brought her in, but even Kiwi knew like bits and pieces of her past, but you can tell the bits and pieces of her past that Kiwi knew of. I feel like Lucy didn't share that information. I feel like Kiwi found that information out through somebody else, especially since um, Kiwi actually told Lucy, don't trust anybody. Don't, you know, don't don't trust anybody. Don't put your faith in other people, no matter how nice they seem. And so it sucks that to see this episode and David did try to get her to rejoin the group this episode several times. And she said she's just not ready to come back, even though on the side, it actually looks like Lucy is getting into her own things. Because remember, when she was um, deep diving, she got some like real suspicious ass information on David, like his information was in this guy's database. So she found some shit out. And that probably also triggered her to like, not want to be a part of any missions that will directly put David into, you know, trouble. But now Lucy was smart because now Faraday is back in the picture in this episode. And Faraday is working with, um, I'm trying to, the Arasaka to kind of like test David's capabilities. And Faraday is already scummy. But Arasaka is scummier than David. So it's the fact that you already have this like king scumbag company working with the the scumbag fucking weirdo. Although I won't even lie. Faraday is kind of, listen, 
I'm not saying Faraday is hot, but I'm just saying something about a guy who knows how to dress is hot. And that's all I'm going to say on that. But um, he also, Faraday was always suspicious, but then he also tried to get David to convince Lucy to join again. And that should have been the second, like, little tick where they should have realized he's up to no good but at least I feel like since David actually sits down and talks to Lucy Lucy speaks to him about her past as a child net runner trained by Arasaka these same people who hired Faraday so and because they want, remember, they want to test the Militech against David. They want David to take on Maine's last job. It These are scumbags who use people. They used Lucy. They, they used these innocent children and had them like infiltrating Night City. And, and she became reserved once she had to watch all her friends like die all around her while she was the only one to make it out and she just kept running and now I see why she wants to go to the moon earth is just filled with nothing but disgusting greed and capitalism and just I won't do anything for you unless you can pay and it's just it's all scummy and selfish and that's why Lucy wants to go to the moon and that's why she's so worried about David she lived such a reclusive life so when she started getting closer to David and she noticed the the path that David was going on, trying to find more power, trying to become more powerful because he feels like he has to protect her. She's realizing that that he's going to run himself ragged. Do y'all not see how fucking buff he is in episode seven he was ridiculously buff he was getting up there to main size i was like oh we either had a time jump or homie got on a pack of steroids because it was ridiculous but one thing i liked about this episode with them being able to talk even though lucy did not rejoin um the edge runners what i liked about this episode is that even though they were having a very tough conversation surrounding lucy's background I enjoyed the fact that the the conversation didn't get muddled. I liked that there were no like crossed or frayed wires. I liked that they kind of not necessarily came to a mutual understanding, but I liked that Lucy spoke and David listened. And they are such they're they're an adorable couple. This anime broke me. And what made it worse is that even though Lucy doesn't rejoin them, And as I was watching this episode, I was like, oh, God, well, at least Lucy is staying out of the, you know, the main line of fire. I was like, so I can I I can always believe that Lucy will stay safe. But then they show that Lucy is going around killing Arasaka agents and investigating like test subjects that were like mysteriously erased (laughs) from Tanaka's records so she is doing her own covert ops shit in episode seven so it just shows you have like Rebecca and and David and this other super well put together dude (laughs) on one side actually working with Faraday and then you have Lucy not wanting not I don't I don't 
I think she's just trying to find a way to save David, but she's just like off to, on her own. But they're not, she's not disclosing any of what she's doing to David. So this is the issue. This is the issue. If Lucy just, oh my God. I think it it really is due to the fact that she's so used to doing things alone. If Lucy had just confided in David and what she was doing, I feel like a lot of the shit that happened just wouldn't have transpired. It just, I wish she was a little more forthcoming with what she was doing on this side, you know? But let's get into episode eight. So let me tell you something. I watched these last four episodes of this series high as fuck. So episode eight stressed me out. It opens with David like killing the lab director and he just kills him. And now here's the issue. David doesn't kill. I mean, he does kill. He kills punks. He kills skeezers. He kills murderers. He kills people who are trying to kill him. While this is happening, David, he he kills the lab director. And the lab director, he was being an asshole to his, like, assistant or whatever. And she was trying to get home. And homie was telling her, no, you got to do this and this. And she was like, well, no, I got to go home. And he's like, no, well, who the fuck else is going to do it? And she's like, well, everybody else went home. It, it's time to go home. <laughs> and he was like, I'm, I'm not hearing this. Go grab me the shit I need. So when she leaves, David is then inside the room. He kills the lab director. And then the assistant comes back back and now mind you she's just an innocent bystander I don't know how much the lab director actually like had but I don't even know if he was supposed to kill him I don't know if Faraday's job specifically said kill him or like do something or steal something whatever but point being he wasn't supposed to kill the apprentice and that's where you start seeing the severe signs of cyber psychosis in David because it's like his connection to Kiwi, like Kiwi was trying to reach out to him. And oh my God, I don't know if anybody, like, of course people caught it. It was pretty fucking obvious. You can tell during the transmission screens when they're like talking to each other, they're like kind of stuttering. Like they're doing two words. Like Kiwi will say, that's fine, fine. Like, how are you? Are you? Like she'll just repeat a word twice. So I think that was supposed to have shown like David's mental state while the cyber psychosis it's slowly taking over him because they do other transmission screens and I feel like some of them are more coherent compared to David's but I also could be wrong I actually watched these episodes like a week and a half ago so I'm still kind of a little hazy on the more minute details but I really like I feel like the stuttering of some of the words and like the breaking in and out of the audio was really just the anime trying to show like his brain can't even like compute the fact that people are talking to him right now. The climax of the series is happening. Um, episode nine is basically the big. Episode nine was depressing. Episode nine was really sad. I hate it. I. I hated to watch Kiwi betray Lucy because you could tell Lucy and Kiwi were close even though they knew not to trust each other. Um, so to watch Faraday like interrogate Lucy and like figuring out <sighs> figuring out that David is a potential test subject for that cyber skeleton, it 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 just sucks because now Faraday's plan 
he already has Lucy at this point. He just needs to give up David to secure his position in the company. So he's like killing two birds with one stone at this point. He gives David a new mission to attack a Arasaka convoy. And so to do this, they end up bringing Rebecca, whom y'all know I live, I live up for Rebecca. And I feel like I've never seen Falco before, but like I live up for Falco too, especially in episode 10. But I was here for this episode sans Kiwi because fuck her. Because the minute he said he, he invited Kiwi, I was so pissed. I was like, get this fucking traitor ass bitch out the car. I know y'all don't know she's a traitor, but she is and she's the scum of the fucking earth. But they they managed to get the cargo because why wouldn't they? And they see that it's a cyber skeleton. And now at this point, the Militech force is coming. The, because of course, Faraday fucking tipped them off that David is attacking the fucking convoy. And he, they, Faraday's plan was to make David install the cyber skeleton to destroy the Militech force as a demonstration of its power. I don't fucking know why. At this point, Kiwi's like, well, I fulfilled my job. We're in the fucking convoy. The cyber skeleton is right there. How David installs it, that is none of my business. I got him to the cyber skeleton. I'm bouncing. So Kiwi leaves. Rebecca is fucking pissed. As she should. I was like screaming alongside Rebecca because this bitch wanted her blood and I do not fucking blame her. But what made it worse, I had to fucking sit there and watch fucking Faraday. Fucking Faraday. Pretend he was Lucy. Pretend he was Lucy to convince David to put on the cyber skeleton. And as this is happening, I'm like, I don't want this to happen. I just want Lucy to wake up because David doesn't deserve this. I was stressed. It was dep- I <sighs> Because I knew this was going to happen. Because David knew. David fucking knew Rebecca told him several fucking times throughout this episode and the last one you need to chill out on your cyberkinetics this is this is dangerous and oh my god the fact that Rebecca was pining after David this entire time like I love that they didn't try to make it like some kind of like love triangle type of thing it was just like Rebecca saw that Lucy makes David happy and she just wanted David to be happy and healthy. So she she did not want him to install that shit. But Rebecca doesn't have the relationship to David like Lucy does. So even if Rebecca continuously, continuously told David not to put on the cyber skeleton and and she fucking did, even after David told Rebecca that Lucy told him to put it on, It was, oh my God, Rebecca, she, that's what hurt me the most. But let me, let me not, let me not jump ahead. Let me not jump ahead. So Faraday pretends he is Lucy and convinces, convinces David into installing the cyber skeleton. And although Lucy, Lucy does actually... Lucy does actually break out and Lucy is able to reach out to David and tell him don't get in the cyber skeleton. She finally starts to tell him all the bullshit that 
that Arasaka is up to and the Militech and the and the cyber skeleton and all this shit. But of course, Faraday captures her once again. And that was the breaking point. I knew it. I knew the minute Lucy was recaptured because I was like, this girl is too weak to to actually like get out of their clutches and of course they have a plan b because what other what fucking super villain wouldn't have a fucking plan b so to see lucy get recaptured again it was like oh david's going to put on the cyber skeleton strictly to save this girl because lucy is david's world he doesn't have anybody left i mean he has rebecca at this point and he still has falco but everybody Everybody else who became his found family, like Lucy is his girl. Maine was like a father figure. Dorit, um, fucking like everybody who came to like be with him. He had to watch Kiwi betray him just now. Like he's been through so much. So to lose the woman that he loves, he wasn't going to let that happen. So if there was a way for him to like prevent it, he was going to do that even if it meant him like taking even more like years off of his body by installing this damn cyber skeleton. So at this point, he he tells Rebecca and Falco that he is going after Faraday. And that's where we reach episode 10. Episode 10, the the finale, you know, David, Rebecca and Falco, they're, they're fighting through Militech. They're fucking fighting through Arasaka and max tech forces it's like it's just to get to this damn tower and while this is all happening while this is all happening david although fucking david is fucking ripped he has like these fucking gravity like fucking punching things on his shoulders and he's flying through the air and he's whipping and beating shit up and at some point as i'm watching him fight through a literal army he's a literal one-man army fighting amongst all these bitches as I'm watching this happening, I'm like, maybe this won't go the way I think it's going to go. Maybe, just maybe, maybe there might be a case where the anime won't end with David dying. But then David's David just keeps getting worse. I feel like after every attack, David needs Rebecca to like shoot him with a, with a new immunosuppressant thingy. And... At this point, he's he's running low on them. Remember, Doc only gave him so much. And so we're just basically, we're basically watching a countdown happen in episode 10. And while this is all happening, Kiwi now, Kiwi, Kiwi now decides to get a conscience when it's already too fucking late. Just for Faraday to, of course, kill her. Because what did Arasaka say to Faraday? They said... Get rid of anybody who knows about the cyber skeleton. Kiwi, you dumbass, you know about the cyber skeleton. What made you think you were going to live? So, of course, he ends up killing her. But thankfully, even though I hate that Kiwi had a conscience at the latter half of when it didn't fucking matter anymore, she at least tips David off and tells him, about tips David off and tells him where Faraday and Lucy are. So David goes straight for the fucking tower. He he kills all these Arasaka guards and he rescues Lucy and they're fucking beating the shit out of Faraday. Thank thankfully, just for 
I'm like, and I know I, I knew I saw him earlier in the episode. I knew the minute they mentioned him in episode nine, when they said Adam Smasher, the living legend, da, 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 I was like, you know what? Maybe it's literally just that, a legend. Maybe he doesn't actually exist. And then I saw him show up on the screen. And then I saw him show up on the screen. Faraday, Faraday. I was so happy when David beat the shit out of him. And low key, when I saw Adam Smasher smash his way down and throw Faraday's bitch ass off, I was like, you know what? Even though I know you about to turn around and molly whop the shit out of David, thank you for killing that piece of shit. But you know what made me jump off of Adam Smasher's side so fucking fast? It's the fact that after Homie was done beating the shit out of Faraday, he went and crushed my girl Rebecca. When I tell y'all, y'all, when I tell y'all I paused that screen on the exact moment where he landed on her, I sobbed like real tears. I was like, the, because the crazy thing is I read an article where, where I feel like they said Rebecca wasn't initially planned into the story. She was just kind of like thrown in there and she was just so, she just fit in so well. They continued to bring her back in the series and I was like it makes sense Rebecca is written great like I love her as a character I love her as a potential love interest for David so the fact that she died so I'm not even going to say randomly there was nothing random about that Adam Smasher where David is a one-man army Adam Smasher is a one-man militia this man there was oh my when when I get on to my episode of Chainsaw Man, y'all are going to fucking hate me for this reference. But when I sell y'all, as I was watching episode eight of Chainsaw Man, I just got visions of Adam Smasher. It was just like a, it was just like a hopeless situation where, you know, there's really only one solution. And the solution isn't even like something you want. The minute. The minute David tells Falco get Lucy out of here I was like oh David's gonna die I was like this is that's David's going to die and it was very painful I wanted to sit down I I I did sit down and watch the fight with Adam Smasher but when I tell y'all I was cringing because like David couldn't land even a single hit in. I'm so used to animes where the hero is able to like get a couple of like, you know, sneaks, sneak hits in or like maybe the story will kind of lead you to believe, oh, he might actually one up this person if they do this. Like you remember that shit that shot out the gravity, the force fields or whatever, like boom, like fucking shit, like capsizes the fucking sidewalk, like nothing. And the fact that Adam Smasher literally just like grabbed his shoulder and yanked it off his body. He like, I I feel like Adam Smasher told him, he like 
looked at it and he was like, this is such outdated piece of tech trash and then tossed it away. I was like, oh my God, David, it's not even the fact that you're going to lose. It's not even the fact that you are going to die. It is the fact that you are going to die and lose this fight so badly that there probably isn't even going to be anything left of you besides what your head and maybe your torso because that's really the only parts of his body he had left maybe he had his penis i don't know i got to ask lucy however it's just the fact he got he, I don't even know if I'm happy about the fact that uh, David, it's not that he was happy to die. It's the fact that David was happy to die knowing that Falco got Lucy out of there safely. And that's really the sad part about this. Because I feel like David knew his only solution to end things was to die he like he called himself special and he's like there's something special about me like my body is special I can handle all this tech and I wouldn't even say David was cocky I just feel like he was resilient and he came to terms with the fact that he was doing this to protect you know his found family and it just I also think he was just tired of seeing his friends die all around him and Oh my God, this series, it, that, and David dying broke me, but then, then Lucy making it to the moon, and then the fucking song started playing, y'all know the song, like, when I tell y'all that song has been on repeat, I want to stay at your house, I, oh my God, this anime, like, fucking 10 out of 10, we'll watch again, I just, I I have no words. It was it was so well done. Studio Trigger never fails to like disappoint me. I just I I I can't even be upset about it. Like they gave us Kill a Kill, they gave us Little Witch Academia. They I just they give us fucking panty and stocking now that I think about it. It's insane just the 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 magnitude of what they were able to squeeze into a 10 episode anime series. It's just seriously so well done. If you haven't watched this series, but for whatever reason, you liked listening to me recap it. Thank you so much for the contribution, but I really do implore you to watch this show. It's a short series. And if you have the, if you I really do strongly recommend you watch it in English. I really liked the English dub for this series. I liked hearing the different accents. I loved Rebecca's voice actor. I I liked the pharaoh gremlin voice attached to her because she was basically like a a short, like gremlin-like woman. (laughs) I really, uh, the series is just so good. But 
oh my god, you guys, we're done. I finished another anime series, even though this one took a little bit longer to put out. I'm glad I I had to binge those last four episodes all together. So I'm glad this meant that I was able to give you guys a longer episode than normal. After the hiatus I've been on, school and work has just been kind of kicking my ass. But I'm going to still try to keep it consistent. Um... As I said earlier in the episode, clearly I am <laughs> I am caught up with Chainsaw Man, so I don't know when I'm going to get the episode out, but we have much to discuss with episode 7 and episode 8 of Chainsaw Man, so definitely look out for that. Remember, I am streaming on most major streaming platforms. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor, Audio Mac. Um, you know, the works. If you have a podcast streaming app, most likely I am on there just under Essential Melt Talks. And if you guys want to talk with me and just share any like anime recommendations, definitely feel free to hit me up on Twitter or on um, TikTok under Essential Mel. And I will definitely gladly talk to you guys. But thank you so much for listening. Um, once again, very much enjoyed cyberpunk edge runners probably one probably one of the best animes of this year i'm sorry um right now right now chainsaw man holds that title with an iron grip clenched between its buttocks i cannot like i am going to the grave with chainsaw man but cyberpunk edge runners is a very very close second for this year but um Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.